The nights are drawing in. The summer is over. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in the forbidden zone of the year. October. But for the purposes of this podcast, we are calling it Shocktober. Over the next few weeks, we'll be delving into the darkest catacombs of YouTube for your displeasure as usual. But this time, it's with a spooky twist. We also have a few bonuses for you at Devil's Night and All Hallows Eve. This is Super Tat Film Club. Shocked. What's the matter with you, friend? Are you hard of hearing? I kill vampires. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletcher. Right, yeah. You're right, Fletch. It's just, I don't buy into it, mate. I don't. Not buying into what? Halloween. Well, it was a bit late for that. We've done, we do it at the end of a, a month of Halloween shows. Well, I've had a think, all right. Right, okay. And I don't, I just, you know, it's all just, just buying stuff, innit? It's a capitalist ploy to get us all to buy stuff. Well, I don't, I don't know how to take that. I've always been a big Halloween fan. You like Christmas, don't what you? What do you like about Halloween? That we we watch horror, horror films, which is what we do anyway. But, uh, we watch special ones. Like last year, we all got together and we watched Mandy. I wasn't there. I was in China. Right, okay, okay. Well, they don't celebrate it there. Well, that's your problem then. We have a lovely time at Halloween. You get dressed up. It's not about buying stuff. It's about dressing up. Well, why don't you show me a good time then? I'll show you a good time, Fletch. What did we watch this week? Friday Night 2. Fright Night 2. Another sequel. Another sequel. There's a mm. lot of twos going on. Another vampire film. Another vampire. It's Halloween. It's Shocktober. Of course it's a... Another high school vampire film. There's a lot of 80s high school vampire films. Now, were you familiar with Fright Night 1? Yes. Good. In fact, I we mentioned it in the last podcast. Did we? In the last one? What was the last one we did? Not Well, not the last one. The last vampire one we did. Vamp. Yeah. 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 Um, it's we, up there. It's well, we mentioned good. how they, um, you know, this era of time was rife, rife. Oh, it was your prime vamp, but you had your Lost Boys, mm-hmm. your Fright Night One, your Vamp. And then after Vamp, two th- uh, 1988, yeah. Fright Night Two. Good year for films, actually. Good year for films. We've, in fact, we've done a lot of films on this podcast from 1988. Have we? Already, I think. There's, there's a few... There's a few been on there from 88. We should look into the maths. Next next episode, should we look into the maths? Tap maths. Tap maths, yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, I'm already kind see, of booked see, up with tap science. Well, see, little things like which year... And tap year, literature. Well, tap literature comes into play in this. It does. Well, is Bram Stoker tat? Was it the tat of uh, the original 100 years ago? The original tat. Yeah. So you were you were familiar with the first film. You've seen the first film. Is there any trivia before we go on? With the first film? Well, either film, but this film or the, the second film. Have you ever film? seen... Well, have you ever seen the remake? No, I haven't seen the remake. It's quite well, good. Really. It's really good. Co- uh, Colin Farrell's in it. I know I know who's in it. David Tennant's in it. I know who's in it, yeah. Both giving out 
the caliber of performance we have come to expect from those two guys. It's really good. You're doing this on purpose. What do you mean? What? You're doing this on purpose. Doing what? We're not... What? Ma Malachi, what's up? Fright, Fright Night remake, no. Fright Night, no. There's, a, in fact, there's also a Fright Night 2. There's a sequel know, to yeah, the remake. Exactly, to make sure you watch, watch the right one. I said in the text, in the email that I sent you, it said, make sure you watch the 1998 version and not the uh, late 2000s abomination. Oh. <laughs> you, you, I know you've watched the right one, Fletch, before, don't you, don't you... Oh, you pushing my buttons now? Why are you getting? Why don't? You, didn't you like the remake? I've not watched the remake. No, it's really good. I doubt it, Fletch. I watched. You don't it. need to watch a remake of a classic horror film. Look what Rob Zombie did to Halloween. Yeah. What about? Um... Yeah. Pick a good Hang one. Hang on. Fletch. There is a yeah. good one. A good one exists. No, there isn't. Oh uh, no, there is one. The thing. John Carpenter. That's oh, there you go. That's Ooh. technically a remake. That's well, Body one. Snatchers. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Snatchers, yeah. Yeah. All right. Got you. Got you. Also, what was your favourite Dracula film? What was my favourite Dracula film? Yeah. I mean, which one? Come on. Because they're all remakes. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Apart from the first one, which is just straight plagiarism. I do have some trivia, actually. Go on, then. Oh, God. About yeah. the second one. Yeah. You the, said... the film we're actually doing. <laughs> you said this is... So you quite like this film. I do quite you? like this film, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched this a few times. Like I said, Fright Night 1 is, is one of my favourite ever films. Yeah. This one is what I put on if just like I'm a bit... It's something a bit different. But I fancy watching Fright Night. It didn't do well, this one. Did it not? No, but um, apparently it's a lot to do with... Um, so this was released by Live Entertainment and um, the two filmmakers, they came back to make the second one. Mm -hmm. The chairman of Live Entertainment, he was murdered by his own kids. What? Yeah. And it coincided with the, it didn't get much of a release basically because there was a lot going on at that company well, at the yeah, time. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And it didn't get much of a release. Um, the places where it was shown, it apparently performed very well so proportionately speaking it, it performed okay. well but it didn't have the the scope the it wasn't released wide enough to have any real kind of success wow i was not expecting that fletch that is some dark style trivia that you've got some there that is dirty dirty trivia so murdered by his own children yeah his name's Ho jose menedes i think the chairman of live entertainment. Well, it suits the spooky Shocktober Halloween theme. Oh, killed by your babies. Oh, it's not funny, man. I know it's not I got funny. killed by his kids. Malachi. Fright Night 2 starts with a recap of the whole of the first Fright Night film. Charlie Brewster is a teenager that watches vampire films at night alone. He notices a neighbour moves in. The smooth, smooth, sexy Jerry Dandridge and his possibly gay manservant. But he's not a possibly gay manservant. He's a familiar for Jerry Dandridge is a creature of the night Fletcher. He plans to feast on the people of the neighbourhood and he wants to get it on with Brewster's mother. 
Now Brewster finds the help of a Elvira-style TV host who is played by Roddy McDowell, the man from the monkey films Planet of the Apes. He is there as basically a Van Helsing character. Would he play Van Helsing in what this metaform of Hamahara films? Turns out Jerry Dandridge is a vampire. The whole thing kicks off. They have to kill him. That's it, isn't it? That's how the first thing... Is that good? Your recapping there was longer than the film recapped. Yeah. But the I'm... film just showed a few scenes. But I had to do it with words. And expected you to know the rest. Yeah, I did it with words. So well, therefore... No. I mean, the film was just like... Here's, here's the... It was like, previously on Fright Night. And yeah. then they just kill him. And then the new film starts. But... From my description, now you understand the first film of Fright Night if you haven't seen it. But I have. I know, but some Everyone people ha- might not have. I doubt anyone who's listened to this podcast has not seen Fright Night. Jerry Dandridge was a murderer. I imagine the whole thing, there is nothing real about vampires. There is no such thing as vampires. It was all in my head. I am now well. Why would Bruce be talking like this, Fletcher? It's because he is in therapy. And he has been in therapy for three years because of the horrible vampire incident that happened to him three years previous. That legitimately happened. That actually happened. So now he's But they convinced him it didn't happen. Yeah, they brainwashed him. They did. They brainwashed him from forgetting a legitimate trauma. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? This didn't happen. And he's like, look, I think it didn't happen, but... My mate. Well, they've just kind of branded him as having a mental illness. Yeah. When really what he is is traumatised. He's traumatised by the fact that he... he it's just... The film is just... I feel like the film is telling us that society is just trying to pack Charlie Brewster into a box... Yeah. ...of neurotypical personality. Yeah. At the end of the day, Malachi, the personality itself is a societal construct. So as such, so must be all personality disorders. Exactly. Friday Night 2 knows what's up. It it does. Brewster now is so convinced that he's made it all up that he throws away all his vampire shit, his paraphernalia, his garlic, his holy water, his pointed sticks. Peter Vincent, the aforementioned has-been actor, horror film intro presenter from the first film who helped him kill the vampire the sexy Jerry Dandridge from next door or David Tennant in there oh fuck David Tennant we're not talking about that come on Fletch we could a little bit no no he's a magician in the remake it's not the same it's dead good though shut up it's a good film Peter Vincent is still presenting Fright Night but badly he's doing this well he's not doing it badly he's he's clearly traumatised and he's going off script He's like, I'm not in this one. He's not doing it badly, but he's just... Like you say, what do you expect? The man fought vampires. Now Brewster goes to see Peter at the studio. He takes his girlfriend with him, and he's like, this guy's going to be mental. I'll warn you now. You All realize, that stuff like, that happened... You realise that Vincent is like dismissive of, of horror films now. That's what he's doing there. Well, yeah, because he's seen, he's seen the real thing, Fletch. Yeah. He's seen the real thing. Yeah, but he what, what, what kind of... He was in, like, old horror films, wasn't he? He was in what would be the, 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 this, for, this film's version of Hammer Horror and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, those films fell out of vogue because people were seeing how horrible real life was on telly. Mm. Vietnam. Yeah. All the that 70s. Shit, all that shit was happening, and they'd seen real horror. Mm. And then, after that... 
these kind of hammer like seeing a mummy shuffling around in bandages it's and it's not horrible it's it doesn't horrify anymore no and as such vincent has seen real horror real life horror before him and now just finds the horror films passe that he presents. it's he, passe it's not yeah. it's not they just seem weak source to him weak source yeah maybe is this film a comment on that era of film maybe it is Peter's house, speaking of that era of film, Fletcher, is filled with props, paraphernalia, posters, very much like the Andes Sidaris filling his own films with his own posters. But this time it was it is the uh, vampiric escapades of Peter Vincent in these 60s and 70s films. Blood of the Vampire and so on. And he says, it's great to see you, Charlie Brewster. It's great to see you. By the way, does your girlfriend know about all this vampire nonsense that happens? And she says, yes, I am perfectly aware that you think that you saw some vampires. They start drinking wine and chatting about the old days. While they're chatting about the old days, he's an old fairy. He just gets boring. Brewster looks out the window and he sees... What does he see, Fletch? He sees a box... A coffin-like box being unloaded, very much like the first scene of the first film when he sees Dandridge moving into his next-door house. I'm not quite clear, right? Does Charlie believe in vampires anymore? Well, he's been convinced that he doesn't believe in vampires, and now he sees the but same thing that happened to him, and he's like, hang on a minute. He sort of... He doubts. He doubts, doesn't he, Fletch? Well, the first place he goes to when he gets out is the bloke who he fought vampires with. Yeah, because the therapist, this very, very friendly therapist, says to him, the best thing you to do is go and speak to Pete Vincent face-to-face. That's why he's there in the first place. Mm. It's not very good. But he gets a little bit of deja vu, because it is basically the same scene from the start of the first one. Boxes being loaded into the apartment. It's the same. Well, it's the same, but more... But more. That's how you know it's a sequel. Mm. There's just more boxes of vampires. Well, there was a whole entourage, Fletch, as opposed to having a solo assistant stroke familiar, like Dandridge does in the first film. Yeah. He sees them all filing in. As Brewster and his girlfriend leave the apartment of Peter Vincent... The ancient apartment. Yeah, ancient very much looks like the castle from Ducula. I thought. Um, it did. The girl goes to the loo. Charlie's alone, waiting in the foyer, and in walks the fucking spooky entourage. There's a bodyguard, Fletch, two street punks, and the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your life. Clearly vampires. Clearly a bunch of street punk vampires. Yeah. I mean, this is the opposite of what I was talking about in Vamp. When they go into this place... And yeah. I was just astounded that they didn't know they were amongst vampires. Because oh, if you see a vampire, you know. Especially you know, yeah. if you've seen these films. Oh, if you've seen these fellas, that you knew. You knew. Yeah. Shall I tell you who did know? Charlie. Charlie knew. Charlie knew. He was uh, taken... Charlie's it. got the edge on these vamp kids. Well, but the thing is, he's taken, but he was like taken by vampire magic. Almost like Pepe Le Pew in an old school cartoon. He is mesmerised. Exactly like Pepe Le Pew. He is, yeah. He doesn't know, and he sort of snaps out of it when his girlfriend comes back. Yeah. She does a loot and bus on him. 
After that, they get in the car. Charlie goes to drop, drop his girlfriend off, gives her a kiss goodnight, but the kiss goodnight gets out of hand, Fletch. We get a bat POV, and before we know it, we've got a hot vampire milf lying on the roof of the car. That was a really great shot. It was, because yeah. she's lying on top of the car, and he's just, he's not even doing anything. He's just having a really nice cuddle. Yeah. And she's like... It looked mm. quite innocent, to be honest. Well, not innocent, innocent until... The face of Charlie Bruce's girlfriend changes to the face of the highly sexual vampire milf that's on the roof. Charlie gets frightened and his girlfriend's like, you are getting a bit handy, mate. I am leaving. We can, we, I'll talk to you tomorrow. You need to go to bed. I am leaving. The girl gets out of the car and walks off alone into the dark. So was that because he got handsy? Mm. Yeah. I didn't really... Yeah, fair play to her. She was like, Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't really get what was happening. He was picking up the vampire lust vibes through the roof from the uh, vampire milf on the roof oh, of the car, you see. That's see. why she was like spinning her fingers, spinning, like, you know. She, yeah, she Winding yeah. him up. Oh. So she goes, she leaves the car, she walks the last little bit home. As she walks into the dormitory, another girl leaves the dormitory. And the POV shot changes. Did you recognise that girl? The one that comes out? Yeah. I did not. Who? She was in the first one. She was in Friday Night 1? Yeah. Was she? Yeah. What was she? She was just a girl, like, a, you know, just one of the people in that film. How do you know that? Because you looked it up? No. Because I recognise her from Kickboxer. She was in Kickboxer? Yes. She's the lady in Kickboxer. Wow. One of the greatest films ever made. The Tat River Runs Deep. But I didn't realise she was in the the first one, in the first Friday Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, She must have been a bit part, because it was a bit part. Yeah, yeah, it was an unnamed character. She was called, like, Art Major. And here she is again with her art stuff. At university. Yeah, exactly. But this time... Well, this is the film, isn't it? They're all older now, and they're at uni. Yeah. Or college, I guess. Not got the same girlfriend as the first film, though, has it? No. No. She's gone. She's gone. Girl comes out. Girl from Kickboxer comes out <laughs> of the uh, halls of residence. The POV shot changes from our hero's girlfriend to Kickboxer Girl. Have you ever now, watched Kickboxer? I have seen Kickboxer, yeah. Bloody brilliant, it isn't is it? bloody brilliant, yeah. I mean, what a film. Like what? Tong Po in it, he's a real Muay Thai fighter. Is he? Yeah, and he decided to play himself if himself was a rapist. I think we've talked about this on Bloodsport. He's dedicated to the part, Tong Po. And then they recast him in the next one, as well as Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, that's what we get. Not Van Damme, it's the same in Bloodsport. Well, yeah, yeah. Same in Bloodsport. He has a brilliant dance number, though. Do you see what he's wearing in that dance? In in Kickboxer, where he's got the the little... uh, His little vest. The little dungaree vest with the little clips on it. That is a good. That is a good scene. That's my favourite Halloween film. Well, Kickboxer is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't you don't you uh, don't you fret. I'm assuming <laughs> if you're watching this, if you listen to this podcast, you've you've probably seen Kickboxer. We're all worried that we won't. When are we going to do Kickboxer Malachi? Yeah, yeah, we are doing Kickboxer. Don't worry, guys. It's on the list. Anyway, out of the fog. What were you going to say? If this is about Jean-Claude Van Damme, we're going to punch you in the face. Fletch! Yeah? There's a girl. She's doing up her laces. Fog! Thick, thick, mysterious fog. Soup. It is a real pea souper. 
as they used to say, in old England town, London. What would be a terrible thing to see emerging from the fog, Fletcher? Frat boys. Worse than frat boys. Two frat boys. (laughs) No, it's one singular creature. Street punks? Street punks, but what's worse than street punks? Rollerblading street punks, surely. But, But what's worse than rollerblading street punks? Vampire rollerblading street punks, Fletch. That is what happens, and kickboxer girl gets noshed down like a happy meal. Nom, nom, nom. The girl is dead. Normally, if you saw someone looking like that on roller skates, they'd be bringing you the food. They would. But it turns out <laughs> you're the food. Oh, yeah. Deliveroo. <laughs> More like deliver you. you. I'm chilled to the bone. Chilled to the bone. 1437, first boobs, dorm room. Close your blinds. Anyone could be out there. Who's out there, Fletch? Only a fucking wolfman. Oh. Yeah, the wolfman. He's climbing at the wall, isn't he? The wolfman's out there looking at boobs. He's looking at teenage boobs. And a little bit of trivia. Same wolfman from Monster Squad. Wolfman. Climbing up the window, more like a spider wolf than a wolf man. What's the matter, Fletch? Nothing. Is it because I said spider wolf? I don't... Yeah. You've got a grievance with... <laughs> Tell me, it's all right. We're all friends here. It's only, there's only like 30 people listening to this <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> That's just like saying it in a pub. It is. What's wrong? What's wrong? The, the Spider-Man thing. You know the Spider-Man thing? What Spider-Man thing? The Spider-Man thing and Sony, like, they stopped making... They weren't... There's not going to be a new Spider-Man film. There's no Spider-Man films? There's going to be a, no new Spy, Tom Holland Spider-Man film. Did oh, you know really that? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, really, oh. I like the first ones. I thought they were good. I just... I, I'm, I'm fucking... I can't be... No. I'm just fucked off with it, mate. I've had enough. Had enough about Spider-Man? I've had enough of... Disney. Disney? Yeah. What, what, We're Disney? not watching any more Disney films, ever. We haven't watched any Disney films on the list They've at all. They've been banned in my house. No Disney. So now we've got no Steven Seagal, no Disney. No Disney. Well, there's no Disney. What are we going to watch? What are we going to watch? No Disney. They own all of the films. That's all right. We can listen to Biggie Smalls. It'll be fine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what, what, Owned by Hasbro. Owned- Hasbro? What? It's all owned by the mouse and Mr. Potato Head, who is also owned by Disney. So you're saying that my youth, everything that we've got stacked up in piles in there, all my records, all my films, all my Star Wars figures are now owned by two massive conglomerate... Maybe three? three. (laughs) Possibly. I can't be doing with it. I was on Twitter and I was watching the whole thing unfold when Sony were like, they took Spider-Man off the table... Did they say, well, why did they take Spider-Man off the table? Because, of, because did you know that they pay the whole budget and they pay to make those fucking Spider-Man films? Sony? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so they get the lion's share of the budget. Mm. Disney gets some of it. Disney also gets all of the fucking merchandising. So they get all of the toys and stuff that you buy at the Disney shop. That's all going to them. Yeah. And also some of the profit from the film that they didn't pay to make. And Sony take this money. Obviously, it's, you know, probably the best-selling Spider-Man film that's been ever made. Great, good. Lots of people at Sony, gainfully employed. But then they wanted, like, 
Disney half, did? We want half your they shit. They want half of it. Half your shit. So they said no, and then Disney used public out fucking man nerd rage. So they basically went on the internet and went, oh! Oh, sorry guys. I know you loved all the Spider-Man films, but Sony says we can't do it anymore. Is yeah, that what they did. And man-children went mental about fucking not having a Tom Holland. Did you watch Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. It's the best Spider-Man film. It he fucking is. is. It's, it's not even it's got the rage cage in it. It's not even close, is it? No. It's not even close. No. Do you know what that is a Sony fucking film. Sony film, right? And I was I was pissed off about this. And then yesterday, Malachi, yesterday yeah. Malachi, I was watching <laughs> Yeah, carry on. The Lego Movie Part 2. I love the first Lego Movie. It's amazing. You've got Batman, you've got Star Wars figures, you've got The Flash in there, you've got everyone in there. Scooby-Doo. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Everyone. Who's in the new one? Lots and lots of characters are in it. Loads. Yeah. There's not any Star Wars or Marvel characters in it, though. Conspicuous by their absence. Mm. It couldn't have been because of licensing issues, though, because... It would be kind of hypocritical. Well, I thought that was the whole point of the first film, and that's the whole point of Lego. It's not about trademarks and things like that. It's about kids having a good time with being able to play. Imagine a world where Scooby-Doo and the Ghostbusters and Marvel and Batman can play together. I thought that was the whole point, Fletch. Is that not the whole point of Lego? And even the Lego movies? They don't, they... It's like in the, past, in the 90s when they did it with Roger Rabbit. It was yeah. just about having cartoons in a film. Yeah. I mean, so, imagine yeah. withholding content from a film like that. Wow. It's almost as if they don't understand the, the whimsy of creative children's stories. Anyway, there's a werewolf climbing up to Alex's window outside uh, the uh, halls of residence. What? Spider-Wolf. Werewolf. We've oh, gone Friday back to Friday, Friday Night 2. Yeah. Oh. Back in, we're back in the room. Wolfman climbs up the... I won't call him Spider-Wolf, it's fine. It's Fright Night owned by um, No, don't, Disney, don't, yeah. don't. It might be. The Wolfman climbs up to Alex's windows, look, trying to look at her boobs as well as everybody else's boobs. Did he you gets know his... Alien is owned by Disney now? What? Alien. The Alien franchise is owned by Disney now. They're going to make a reboot. The Wolfman climbs up the window <laughs> to Alex's window. Can we just get past the fucking window? Wolfman <coughs> comes up to the window, gets his nail arch, oh, fucking he falls off the window, he's outside. That's a stuntman, isn't it? It's a stuntman, a wolfman. They didn't just chuck a wolf mannequin. No, they didn't. They had a stuntman jump off, jump off a windowsill for this. In a, in a for that. costume, yeah. Stuntmen go for a lot. The punks are outside. The bat POV continues. It goes over the bodyguard. It goes over the wolf. It goes over the Shalimar motherfucker who's eaten the, the uh, girl from... Uh, oh, that reminds King, King me. Boxer. What? No, because I got really pissed off, right? And I didn't even mention Star Wars and how that got bought by Disney. Oh, we're still on Disney? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. But this film reminded me of it. Why? Because... You were just mentioning all the fucking street punks and the vampire people yeah. and the familiar bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I was thinking about was how, like, we all thought George Lucas was bad, right? We yeah, all thought yeah. he, was, he was a dickhead and he was ruining it, right? But then Disney bought it. It got taken over by them. And yeah. it's like, you know, do you remember Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. Shang Tsung? I do remember Shang Tsung. Where we're all yeah. like, Shang Tsung, he's a bad dude. He's a pretty bad dude. Yeah. 
you know? Well, he and was, then, he was the baddest. Well, he wasn't, was he? Because then, then Shao Kahn turned up. Oh, God, Shao Kahn. Yeah. Well, Shao Kahn was a bad man, but we definitely can't say that bad. He's no. not Walt Disney bad. No, he's not Walt Disney bad. <laughs> he is in this film, though. The bat POV continues, and it flies into the room of Charlie Brewster as he slumbers in his bed. He was awakened from his slumber by a knock at the door, and it is the sexy car roof vampire milf from earlier on. And she says, as she walks away, Do you have a light? I am looking for Charlie, a different Charlie. Who is she? Who is she exactly? Do you recognise her? I don't recognise her. I've not seen. Have you seen her in anything else, Fletch? I don't think so. No. I mean, I looked it up. She has been. She has been in other things, but it's mainly like soap operas and stuff like that. Has she ever done like voice acting? No. Is is it her voice? I don't know. That's why I'm asking Mm. because she had like a really, really good voice. Yeah. It was just weirdly good. Hypnotic, like a sexy hypnotic vampire. That's what she is. Good casting. Good casting. Good casting. All, All right. about the eyes. Distant. The thousand eyes stare. She knocks on the door. She's like, oh, you're not the Charlie I'm looking for. And she's walking off and Charlie's like, that is a... That girl just knocked on my door and she's like, oh, Charlie, do you have a light? She comes back. He's like, yeah, I've got a light. Comes back and what does he do, Fletch? He invites her in. Fucking Charlie. Invites Charlie. her in. The first rule. First rule of Vampire rule? Club. He obviously not seen Vamp as as AJ He's died. obviously not seen Fright Night 1. He's not seen, yeah, the first film. When his mum invites him in. What a prick. What a prick. Yeah. Same thing happens in the remake. Fucking... Okay, so Sexy Vampire Ladies is in, in, in his dormitory. And she's like, I would kill for a cup of coffee. And he's like, I've only got instant. You know, I drink instant because I'm doing my exams. And she's like, yeah, shut your mouth. You've got nice lips. Do you know how to use your lips, Charlie? Then we get sexy vampire music. They kiss Fletch. Vampire teeth. I forgot to mention at the start of the film that Charlie cut himself shaving and she dips a little fang in like a twiglet into a bit of mayonnaise, but it's a tooth into blood. Oh, I wondered why I wrote blood earlier. Yeah. It's a vampire film. I didn't think it'd be important later, so I, I didn't mention it. But wait, there's a knock at the door. He wakes up and it's just a dream. But as he wakes, he wakes to the same knock that he woke to in his dream. He panics. He finds a crucifix in his room. He answers the door. But it's Alex, his, his generic girlfriend that isn't the girl from the first one. <laughs> Phew! He says, sorry. For the car snogging earlier on. I um, I didn't mean to be sexually violent. Um, it's not over. I am still mad on vampires. Basically. <laughs> mad on vampires. Is stupidly mad on vampires. And they're running amok on this campus. Well, the street punk roller skate vampire and the, uh, the nighttime sexy milf vampire are now eating the girl from Kickboxer in the back of the limo. <sighs> Bodyguard, though, he's not interested in eating. The girl, is he? Because he, what's he eating, Fletch? He sat outside. Who, Shao Kahn? No, Shao, Shao Kahn. Oh, my God, it is Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. Yes, see, that's oh, what I was saying. Oh, my God. I've just realised what, what he was from. 
It's Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat 2. That's Brian Thompson who plays Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Which we just watched. The River of Tapped. <laughs> oh my god, ladies and gentlemen. You won't know this, but through coincidence, we just watched a little documentary about that actual film before we recorded this. Yeah. Shao Kahn, you've kept that quiet. You, you were waiting you were waiting for that. But he's eating moths. <laughs> oh, that, that clumsy analogy was for naught. And then you mentioned him again, and I was like, ha-ha! Mm, but he's eating moths, isn't he? Giving them their Latin name. He's Renfielding. He's your Tom Waits. He's, Tom he's your Tom Waits character, as we mentioned before. He's Pink Tuxman, isn't he? Renfield. Little, little bowl of beetles, Pink Tuxman from Vamp. Renfield. Yes, Renfield. We respect classical literature here on Supertap Film Club. We do. We do respect classical literature. Uh, they don't respect the wolf in this film. The wolf cannot have any teenage girl for dinner. They're did, like, fuck off, wolf, you smelly little bastard. Do you reckon, did you think the wolfman looked like Bobcat Goldthwait? He did look a little bit like Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait. It wasn't just me. No, no. Brewster's neck is bleeding. Was it a dream, Fletch? Was it a dream? Sunlight hurts his eyes. The future is so bright. Well, the present is so bright for this young man <laughs> that he has... To wear shades. Yeah, he goes a bit Michael from... He does, like the Lost Boys. Boys. There are a few similarities to Lost Boys in this film. Yeah, I suppose it's... Um, it's around Equating vampires with that stage in a guy's life, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When you just wear sunglasses all the time and you and, fall and, out with your bum. Yeah, and you walk around dressed like Jim Morrison. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> We've all been there. So he goes to see the doctor. He goes to see his therapist that he was seeing for three years at the start of the film that brainwashed him to forget that he ever saw vampires and that Jerry Dandridge was just a sexy murderer. <laughs> and he offers to give him dream drugs. Charlie says no. Oh, straight in with the drugs. Crooked psychologist. Vampires. Literal vampires. Trying to get these... Sexy Hollywood dudes to go to psychologists and take pills and stuff. Yeah, Brewster says no. Is this a pro Scientology film? I don't know. You is it a Scientology film? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's it. Just seems like a Scientology thing to say. The doctor says to him, "If you don't want the drugs, why don't you try some kind of physical activity? Why not try bowling?" Oh, actually, that is really good. It's good. That's therapeutic as hell. He goes bowling in sunglasses, and Alex happens to find him at the bowling alley. Why is she even at the bowling alley? I'm not going to lie. Um, real talk, Malachi. I properly go bowling in sunglasses all the time. Do you? Yeah, for real. Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel like Charlie Brewster? It makes me feel better than Charlie Brewster because he's a troubled young man. This, I feel partial excellent. vampire. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like Michael from Lost Boys when he's having a good time. Yeah. Not when he's having a bad time. Yeah. I feel awesome. So you feel a little bit like the In Excess songs. Yeah. In that film in Lost Boys. Yeah. Rock and roll music's gonna I feel play like the, night. I feel like the um the uh the motorbike scene from the Lost Boys. I think we if should. that was a person, yeah, that's how I feel when I, I go bowling in my sunglasses. Of all the films that have ever been made, I would live in Lost Boys. You would live in Lost Boys. I would live as a character or be like that that week of that film. But I'd what look at Groundhog Day? So is this assuming that you would be a vampire though? I don't know because chances are you wouldn't. You'd just be some bloke. 
You'd be like a bloke who owns a video shop who gets murdered. Or the security bloke. He was like, I told you boys not to come on the boardwalk. Yeah. That would probably be you. Because they're, they're unruly teenagers. You saying that I'm not a street I'm not street punk enough to be in Lost Boys? Yeah. You're not an unruly teenager. Not anymore, no. You don't have a bleach blonde mullet. You couldn't pull not... that off. Right, that's a... You don't have a dangly earring. Not, well, you don't have one dangly earring. I'm looking at you right now. I'll get I'll get one. I'll get one. Yeah? Yeah. And I've a got trench a, coat. I've got one of those. And a trench coat. I've got one. What have you got one of them? One of the Lost Boys is one half of Bill and Ted. So? Talk about unruly teenagers. Oh, and that, in that uh, logic, Fletcher, mm-hmm. the other half of the Lost Boys is the chosen one from The Matrix, Neo. He's basically God. Brewster naps for far <laughs> too long after his, uh, after his feel-good bowling game. And his douchey roommate wakes him up. It's the first time we see his douchey roommate. And he's like, hey, have you got a tie? I'm late for a date. And uh, I want to get a tie. You've got all the ties, Brewster, <laughs> for some reason. Brewster is the keeper of ties. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this happens all the time, even though this is the first time we've ever seen you in the film. And he's like, oh, my God, I've slept too late because I've probably got vampirism. I'm late to meet Alex at the date at the opera house. On the way to the date to the opera house. He sees his roommate, Richie, I think his name is, isn't it? Richie. I think. It doesn't matter. Richie earlier on was saying how he's got a date with a hot milf, didn't he? And Brewster hasn't put one and one together, two and two together, whatever the fucking phrase is. As he's driving to the date, the boring date with Alex at the opera, he sees Richie getting out of a limo with... The limo. The the Munster's limo. limo. The fucking Munster's limo with the entourage of death. The fucking Greb Brigade, the Wolfman, the street punk on roller skates, Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat, and the powerful sex mill from the future. And what's he doing? He's kissing the vampire lady. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. He gets in the limo, so Brewster does what, what a best friend that you've only just met would do, and he follows the limo. Alex is waiting at the opera. Fucking Brewster. Fucking Brewster Fletch. He's a waste of time, isn't he? He's let her down again. He's shit boyfriend. He's shit. He is a shit boyfriend. Because what he's doing, he's outside Peter's mm-hmm. apartment. The apartment block that Sexy Vampire and Peter, uh, Peter Venkman live in. Oh. Um, Peter Vinceman. Yeah, Duckula Castle. Duckula Castle. Duckula Castle. And he sees Richie and the vampire. And they go into the house. They go upstairs. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to have a look at seeing what's going on here. While well, this has happened, Alex is still at the theatre. And she is furious. A man walks up to her and says, hey. It's Bobcat. It's Bobcat. Bobcat Wolfface. Bobcat Wolfface is like, you look like you've been stood up, Bob. You uh, don't happen to have any spare tickets to this here opera concert, do you? Does she, Fletch? <laughs> she sure does. She sure does. Because... He knows. He knows where Brewster is. And they walk in. They walk in, And yeah. they open the door and you hear just a couple of bars of yeah. the opera. And what is it? What is it? I don't know. You don't know? I think I know. What, well, what do you it think? It sounded is? like Peter and the Wolf. Uh, which would make sense as a uh, sly... Cultured... A cultured little Easter egg yeah. from the 80s there. Do, 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 do. 
Brewster is still fixated with the fact that his roommate is in the vampire apartment. He and climbs the fire escape so that he can see Richie in a sexy, sexy position. Getting some. Getting some. He's in a bit of a three-way with fucking Shalimar Skaterman and the sexy vampire lady. Yeah. They don't want cock, Fletch. They don't want hot teenage cock. What do they want? They want sexy vampire blood time. They blindfold Richie and they feast on him like slush puppies. (laughs) And they look up and Brewster sees it all through the window. Vampires are real, Fletch. Richie has been chowed down by sexy vampire people. Brewster isn't mad. It's not a dream. He has... sharing him like 50 sweethearts. Over a milkshake. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like Lady in the Tramp, one on one end. Like oh. the spaghetti. End it with a kiss. Is that an actual, like, sexual manoeuvre? The Lady know. in the Tramp. I don't know. It is now that you've put it into the universe, Fletch. Yeah. I'm going to... What What would it be? I would not dream to talk about it on this podcast, whatever it would be. You you thought about what it was going to be then, didn't you? And then stop yourself from saying it. What would it be, Lady in the Tramping? Well, do you know... <laughs> Alright then, talking of Disney... <laughs> do you know what a rusty... We've trom- come full circuit. Do you know what a rusty trombone is? Yes. But- okay. Well, imagine, in like, so you're on the rusty trombone end, and instead of you having to... Jerk off the other end. Oh, you've got someone, someone else giving Someone gobbling it, yeah. Yeah, and you're... Lady and the Trampin'. Lady and the Trampin'. Oh, Disney. What a time to be alive. Brewster goes to see Peter and he's like, I believe you now. It is all happening. I was brainwashed. And Peter's like, look, I can't just go and knock on my neighbour's door and say, you're all fucking vampires now. Peter knows they're vampires, but he's scared and he flits. He's really scared. And he's like, I just can't go and knock on the door. And he's like, look, my friend's in there that I've just only put into the plot of the film <laughs> two minutes previous. But he's definitely my friend and he's my roommate. He means a lot to me. I'm going upstairs, whether you're coming or not. And he's like, Bruce, I'll come with you to calm down. But before I go, I'm going to put on my Van Helsing costume. And they go upstairs. They knock on the door. The door opens only to be greeted by a fucking scary vampire man. Ah! It's a good job of looking at crucifixes. But it turns out his teeth just plip out because it's just, it's just a party, Fletch. A vampire-themed party. Vampire fancy dress. With Hollywood-level prosthetics. Yeah. And uh, Peter's like, it's just a party, Charlie. Look at the people. It's a party. Why is he talk like that? Isn't he British? It's Roddy McDowell, King of the Monkeys. Where's Roddy McDowell from? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh. Cornelius. He's Cornelius. No, where Apes. is he from geographically in the world? Planet of the Apes. Okay, whatever. Carry on. They're looking around the party. He's just like, look, Peter, it's not just a party. This is These people are real vampires, you fucking idiot. Like, this happened, like, a couple of years ago. Why can't you see? I was telling you what happened to Richie. Richie, oh, hang on. He's over there on the sofa. He goes over to Richie. Now, Richie is strung out as fuck. He's like, Rich, you've got a problem, mate. You have got a problem. We need to go. And he's like, maybe I've had a few too many drinks. But to be honest, he's strung out, but he's really, really into it. He passes out on the sofa... And then uh, Charlie takes the opportunity to look at his necks for uh, 
perforations, vampire holes, like sexy mom- mosquito bites. But there's nothing there. There's none. There's none. Hmm. Why? He wakes up and he's like, I think you're looking in the wrong place. It's not that kind of party, Charlie. And he's like, look, I guess it was wrong then, Peter. I'm going home. Look, uh, I've obviously made a mistake. This is clearly just a vampire party. Uh, I'll see you later. Oh, shit. I forgot about the date. I'm going to go to the date. And and, uh, Peter says, such a thing clearly couldn't happen twice. Just before Charlie's about to leave, he gets entwined into a sexy 80s vampire dance. Oh, yeah. In which he gets hypnotised. The ironic thing is, Peter says, such a thing couldn't happen twice. But this happens in the first thing with Jerry and Charlie's girlfriend getting seduced by sex, sexy thousand-year-old Jerry Dandridge, doesn't it? It's exactly the same scene. During the dance scene, she turns into a vampire. With the cross? Yeah. The cross bit? No, the bit with the dance, the whole dance thing. And the yeah, music. the cross bit's part of the dance bit. Yeah. That's Throw, new. Throws it into the mirror. That's new. Explain the dance then, Fletch. Well, they have a dance, and then she takes the cross off Charlie's neck, uh-huh. and she swings it between their faces, and as it swings towards her face, her face changes into a vampire and back again. Mm. That's not in the first film, right? No, but there is a sexy... It's really good, though. Yeah, very good. I feel like this film should have done really well. Everyone claps. Everyone claps. They think that it is a gimmick. In fact, that she actually gimmicks a thing where she moves her hand as if she's giving fake teeth to the skating street punk. That is good sleight of hand stuff because people think that she is a vampire. One girl but come, not really. But not really, because a girl comes up and asks for an autograph, and Charlie's like, why are you asking for an autograph? And she says, I'm a performance artist. It's not real, Charlie, you fucking idiot. There's no such thing as vampires. Peter's like, Ugh. oh! Vampires love fucking interpretive dance. They do. We saw it in Vamp. We've seen this before. We saw it in Queen of the Damned. Yeah. They've got, they've got track, rep- track record with this. The vampire performance is considered as art, and it is a great cover-up for a vampire. I mean, Peter is impressed, and uh, Charlie goes off. Clever. And uh, she says, enjoy the party. Brewster leaves to see Alex, but he is far too late. She has already been picked up by street punk werewolf man. Bobcat. Bobcat werewolf wolf. While this is happening, Peter stays behind at the party... And he notices people gobbling down on girls a little bit too hard. And he's like, that's a little bit too sexy, isn't it? So he thinks, maybe. Let's just check in our mirrors that's, just to see if these that's, sexy that's gobblers... That's more than the normal gobbling from the other parties I've been to. Looks in the mirror. What happens, Fletch? They're, they're vampires. Half of them are fucking vampires. They're disappearing. This puts the shits right up, Peter. And he legs it only to be greeted at the elevator by the sexy vampire lady. Do you reckon vampires get killed by reversing cars a lot? Maybe, because you can't see them, can you? Depends if you've got... Scourge of the vampire world. Well, that's how they sorted it out in Lost Boys, isn't it? What, reversed the car over him? What, they drove a car into him with uh, spikes on the front of it? Yeah, but they didn't accidentally reverse a car over him. I don't know, I don't know. Let's ask, I don't know, Kiefer Sutherland about that, maybe, one day. No idea for a film. What's that? Have you ever read I Am Legend? Yes. Yeah. 
right? So it's kind of like that, but this guy who just, you know, finds out he's this great vampire killer just because he's just been backing out of his driveway every day. And you can't see him, so he's what? just been killing them all. That's um, that's going so on. It's a thinker. It's it a thinker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all that over and. Uh... My yeah, people will call bit, your yeah, people. Yeah, try, try and put a bit of beef on those bones. All right, mate. Peter Vincent's trying to leave. He throws a cross into the face of the sexy vampire lady and she's like, look, mate, I've been alive for a very, very long time. And do you know who else was alive for a very long time? I don't know. Was he also immune to crucifixes? Slightly. <laughs> do you know who it was, Fletch? The fucking sexy one, Colin Farrell. It's not fucking Colin Farrell. Well, technically, it is Colin yeah, Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Dandridge, the sexy neighbour from the first one, touching up the sexy mums. Colin Farrell is very sexy in that film. Turns out he, has, he was a thousand years old when you spilled his blood, Peter Vincent. But I know you were only dragged into it by that little cock, Charlie Brewster. His suffering will be tenfold compared to yours because I am about to drop the bombshell on you all. He was my brother. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. Well, she leaves. She, she leaves. melts into the... Into the night. Yeah, some cool stuff happens. She, she flies off. She pulls her cape up and then melts into the ground. And then they pull the cape through the banisters. She's gone. She's like... Phew. Then she comes up from the bottom of the stairwell like a big fat bat beast into the face of monkey man Roddy McDowell. <laughs> Alex and the Wolfman have come out of the opera and he says, Hey, how about that classical music? Tits, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I loved, I, I really liked him. Yeah. While they're walking home, a dog starts barking at him, as usually happens in these films when they encounter some kind of creature of the night. The dog barks at him and he's like, I don't think this guy likes you. As the girl has her back to him, he walks up and screams in the dog face and the dog fucks off. Didn't the wolf face kind of look like Predator? It did. There was also a Predator poster earlier on in this film, wasn't there? So in uh, Charlie's dorm. Is this like a, um, is this like a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash type deal where we're linking them all together? Tataverse is deep. Tataverse. The Tataverse is deep. It's like Avengers, but good. It's like Avengers, but not owned by a fucking closet Nazi. Or the ghost of a closet Nazi. They froze his head. It's so the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> That's where it is. Is it? Yeah. His head is under the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That's where they keep it. Well. Did you, did you not know that? I didn't know that. Where did you think they kept it? I don't know, in, some, in the, the lab from Austin Powers where they kept vanilla rice. <laughs> Night fog! Under the bed, the fog, it clears only to reveal vampire sexy lady and she feeds from the tiny wound in the side of Charlie Brewster's neck as if she is sipping the nectar like a dangerous, sexy hummingbird that isn't a vegan. Vincent turns up at the university. It's all real, it's all real, Charlie and generic girl that isn't the one from the first film. Now Brewster doesn't believe Vincent and he's like, look, it was all an act, we were at that party. It's just very much like the Grace Jones film. And he's like, I was there after you left. 
and they had no reflection in my little cocaine mirror. Think about what happened last time. Fucking, he is so show business. He's so show business. He's, he's like Bella Lugosi. He's got his own little sniffy mirror. He says, think about what happened last time, mate. This is only three years ago. We killed that sexy neighbour of yours. Fucking, you whiny little mate. Oh, Bruce, do yourself go. He's dead. Yeah? Yep. Remember that? Yeah. And Alex says, look, Vincent, fuck off. There's no such thing as vampires. And he says, who the fuck is this girl? I've warned the pair of you that you're all doomed. Then he drives off away into the night. He leaves. He leaves. After he leaves, Charlie gets the hunger. The hunger, Fletch! He's looking at girls' necks and they look like they look like chicken nuggets to him. He wants to gobble them down <laughs> like Domino's pizzas. In fact, he thinks about eating and he goes for a pizza. The girl at the counter is so impressed. He's like, this is, this is some good pizza. This looks like it's really good. And she's like, yeah, I put like organic sausage in it. There's organic bacon. And she lists off all the ingredients she said. And my prime ingredient, a whole clove of garlic in every, in every pie. And he spits it out all over the place and runs away. Some people are allergic to garlic. Well, he's a, he, he's a vampire. But you, you, you should probably mention that first... Yeah, before if you someone's eating your yeah. pizza, that you put like a whole clove of garlic on one slice. Well, while he's spitting out pizza, he notices on the TV that he sees I'd a, eat that, a teenager has died, Fletch. Who is it? Well, who do you think it is? I, I don't know. It. I must have forgotten him. He must have been a very, very important character. I cannot remember uh, the best friend, Richie. The oh, best friend, Richie. Fucking Richie. Oh, Richie. Oh, he's dead, mate. I'm sorry to be the bearer. Of, Not Richie. The bearer of bad news, but. Uh, Side plot Richie is dead. Who's Richie? Side plot Richie. You know the guy who borrowed the tie? Hey, I've got a hot date tonight with a sexy MILF in the future. I feel like you're talking about Bamp. No, mate. No. It's this that's film. The, that's Long Dong from Vamp. That's not Long Dong. He sees that Richie is dead on the news. So he goes to Peter's apartment block and he's like, Look, I think this is all real. I'm going to have to go and see Peter. He sees the bouncer. And he follows him to the basement. He goes to Peter's apartment to tell him about what's happened. He follows Shaka Khan down into the basement where it is full of vampire coffins. Very much like Vamp actually, that isn't it? It's almost like vampires are a pretty basic thing with a basic set of rules. Yeah, basic set of rules. Yeah. While all this is going on, Alex picks up a copy of Dracula because earlier on in the film... Some shit happened. Some shit happened where she was like, look, oh, you're just obsessed with vampire films, horror films and all that. And he's like, oh, you what? Have you even seen, like, Blood Scuffers? <laughs> Have you even seen Blood Suckers from Beyond the Stars? And she's like, no. And she's like, and he says, well, don't judge it until you've had a go at it. Why don't you read Dracula? Why don't you go and read Dracula so it helps out in the plot in this film? And she's like, I'm a forensic psychologist. She speaks. Which made me realise in horror that this is actually mine and my girlfriend's relationship. This is your... Is it really? Well, she's a... You're trying to scream and I tell her to watch, like, Toxic Avengers. She's, yeah, she's like a forensic psychologist. I know. Well, she's not like it. She is one. Yeah. And I sit at home and watch fucking alligator people and uh, rolling vengeance all day. And, I, and I'll, I'll be telling her about Chris Lambert or something and she won't know who he is. I'm like, What?! 
Chris Lambert, who was in Highlander and the Mortal Kombat film. Christoph Lambert. Christoph Lambert. What? Go in, take this entire box set of Mortal Kombat DVDs and do not leave the living room until you have watched them all. And, and then like, no, because I have forensic psychology things to do, which are really important, so... Uh... On Friday, we watched The Crow. <laughs> Brewster makes a mistake. She's state. never seen The Crow before. She's never seen The Crow. Well, she has now. Well, good. Thanks to this guy. Did she cry? No, she thought it was stupid. Because she's a woman in her 30s. She's not fucking... She didn't watch it at the, the requisite age. Did you just say that the crow was stupid? No. Hang on. Hang on. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Right. She's, she wasn't at the requisite age to watch it. It turns out that's a total thing. Because I got someone to watch Labyrinth with me once. Who had never seen Labyrinth in their childhood. Right. And they watch Labyrinth with me, and I'm just there, like, starry-eyed, like... Dance, magic, dance. Yeah. Like, here is the magic of Labyrinth! Yeah. Eat up the magic of Labyrinth! And they were like, what the fuck is this? Really? Yeah. Who are these people? I don't mind. Don't tell me who these people are. Back on my Friday night. Basically, don't show people your favourite things. Bruce, I make... would have thought you'd have known this by oh, now, yeah, I do, from yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Brewster makes a stake from a stool leg in case he gets into trouble. Veteran move. Veteran move. He knows because now he's realised he's seen this before. He goes into, he's gone into the basement, tooled up, stool leg. The bouncer comes in so he hides. He hides behind a desk. But he sees the bouncer. <laughs> he's tooled up. He's tooled up. The bouncer's he's, just he's in there. He's ready to stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. Bouncer's just in there eating up bugs. Phew. He finds the secret coffin room, the vampire lady's coffin. He opens it, and she's in there, Fletch. She opens her eyes. He's about to stake her. And then, vampire sex magic, her eyes become red. Rick Moranis, Ghostbuster eyes. Exactly. He just shuts it, and he doesn't kill her. He forgets all about it because of the sexy vampire magic. Speaking of sexy vampire magic, how fast can you read a book, Fletch? Uh, How does speed reading work, Fletch? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You don't use it when you're reading literary classics. Yeah. You need to absorb it. No, you just... Not just smash it. Like Literally just run your fingers down it, one after the other. I mean, I think... In, Can in, you speed re- read? Realistically, I can't speed read. No. I can't speed read. No. I'm not um, a... But I could probably... I don't think I'm qualified. I, I could probably read... The Dracula novel in an afternoon, about four or five hours. If you know, you if, you if you wanted to read the book, you'd finish it in a day. I don't think I could. Well, a day or two, you know I, what I mean. I'll get sleepy. Well, if, if you were dedicated to it, but she reads it in about twenty minutes just by running a finger down it. Maybe. Well, she did it. She got it from a uni library, so maybe it's like a study version where it's all like the cliff notes. Maybe it is. She got the gist of it. She was like, yep, okay, right, so Blow goes to to Transylvania, there's a vampire there, goes home, vampire goes home, and then... uh, You know who it is, half of. Half of Bill and Ted. Half of Bill and Ted goes goes to see Sid Vicious. What are you saying? Keanu Reeves. Oh, God, we're talking... We're talking about different... We're talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that's what they're reading. That's what he's reading. Yeah. She's reading. Yeah. The uh, book and the film. 
Yeah, fucking <laughs> the book of the film. Have you ever seen that film? Or the, that book? I have, I, I have both read the book and seen the film, yeah. <laughs> it's really good, wasn't it? Yeah, the film is actually on the list. We, we are going to do it. Excellent. There's so many vampire films I want to watch. Yeah, well, there's a lot, there's a lot coming, mate. There's, there's a lot loads. Coming. Neo from The Matrix goes to see Commissioner Gordon. In a big old castle in Europe. In, yeah, in the Count Ducula castle. Yeah, well, Tom Waits... In Duxylvania. Yeah, well, Tom Waits eats uh, his uh, spiders in a... In a in oh, a is that why you keep saying Tom Waits? Yeah! <laughs> That's right. It all makes sense oh, now. It makes sense. You're talking about literary classic, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yes, yeah. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, exactly. I love you, Lucy. I am from England. <laughs> Alex is in the library, Steve. <laughs> Mina Harker. I'm in love with Mina Harker. Dude, whoa. Whoa, it's Dracula. Whoa, it's Dracula. Alex is in the library, reading the Dracula book, which features the guy from Bill and Ted and the guy from Batman that we mentioned earlier on. Christian Bale? <laughs> Not Christian Bale. Sid Vicious, Gary Oldman, you know what I mean? Oh, the bloke from Fifth Element? Got, yeah. He's from Fifth Element, yeah. The bloke from Leon. He swallows bullets in Leon. He's a madman. Anyway. He's a nutter. He's a nutter. She's sitting in the library reading the Dracula book, and who should turn up but Bob Cat Catface. <laughs> Wolfman. Cat 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 Cat. Cat Cat Wolfman. <laughs> and he's like, where's your boyfriend? Oh, you're always going on about this fucking boyfriend, but he's never around, is he? He has a sick jacket yeah, on there. Yeah, he has a sick jacket. He's a street punk, mate. He's a wolf. He's a wolf street punk. And she said, and he says, look, if your boyfriend, this so-called Charlie we- Brewster, this, this weenie, this weenie of a weakling, if he's not here by nine o'clock, I'll come and I'll take you out for coffee. And she's like, okay. well, okay. I'll see um, you later. Bobcat. Now the wolf leaves. And as he's leaving, he sees Brewster, and the bounty hunter says, you should have fucking killed that girl ages ago. We've been on about this for ages. And he's like, look, I think I'm, I could get it on with her, and then I'll eat her. And he Who says, says that? The, the bouncer. Um, Shao Khan, Shaka Khan. You're going to have to say Shao Khan, because I'm not going to get... Okay. Nothing else is going to set in. Well, Shao Khan says, relax, why don't you try bowling? Nice. Nice. And then we get a vampire bowling party montage. I really... This scene was... It meant nothing, but was so necessary. Yeah. It meant a lot They were just hanging me. out. They were just hanging out. Just hanging out. You've got, you've got the street punk werewolf. You've got your roller skating Shalimar vampire. Yeah. And you've got your... You've Shao, got Khan's Shao Khan there. dressed in a Malachi gimmick. Yeah. He's wearing, oh, oh. He's wearing, he's wearing, he's biting your style, biting man. my style. Vampires don't just bite necks, they bite styles too, apparently. Brewster meets Alex at the library and she has read the whole book and he's like, I'm really impressed you've got, like, you've, now you've learned some vampire facts, basically, from this book. Um, but he's forgotten the whole point why he's actually, he, the reason he was going to meet her was to tell her about the impending vampire doom. But because of the sexy vampire magic, Fletch, it has clouded his vision. And he's like, I forgot. I, tell you, I came in here to tell you something, but I, I can't remember what it is. Is it because he's been doing loads of Ritalin so he can study harder? Maybe. 
while this is happening, vampire wolf bowling sessions going on. Wolfman says, why don't we use your head? Puts of somebody's head. Whilst he's drinking, pumping blood. a bloke's neck stump to get a pint of blood. A pint of blood, yeah. And he chucks a head at uh, Shaka Khan. And Shaka Khan... Stop calling him Shaka Khan. Shower Khan, Shaka Khan. Shower Khan? Oh, I don't fucking know. Shao Shao Khan. And they have a wolf fight. The wolfman rears his teeth up. And the street punk calms them down by putting them on the TV to show Fright Night, the show that we associate with Peter Vincent. But who is presenting it tonight, Fletch? I don't know who. You do know who's presenting it. It's only the fucking sexy vampire lady. Reggie. Reggie? What's her name? Regina. Oh, Reggie. Peter Reggie? Vin- Peter Vincent. <laughs> Shout out to Reg. Reg. Big Reg. Peter Vincent is in the bar and some guy comes up to him and he says, oh, I recognise you from TV. I'm sure you used to do something on TV. And he said, yeah, I used to do Fright Night. There's things that's on now. And he's like, ah, yeah. somebody's taken over. And he says, I'm a vampire killer. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's, he gets his confidence back, doesn't he? While all this sexy vampire dancing is going on TV because she has introduced herself to the world, very much like Grace Jones, with some arty, sexy vampire dancing. Kind of like Lestat the Vampire does in Interview, not Interview, the second one with Jonathan Davis in it. <laughs> like that, hypnotises the world. Oh my god. The sexy voodoo dance art billows out of the televisions all over America. Men, women, children alike and animals and pets are all mesmerised by this sexy blood vampire magic. Peter Vincent. I kill vampires! He gets up to his car and he drives away. Brewster, it's too late for him. He's in a vampiric trance caused by the television. The little tiny television that he bought to the lunch date with his girlfriend. You don't take a TV to the... Anyway. He turns off the TV because it's making him feel faint. And Alex says, I'll get you some water. I'll just remove these roses from this vase that you gave me. Wait, where were they? They're in the library. They have a date. He turns up with a little portable TV, a packed lunch with maybe couscous and some sandwiches and some roses. They're having a library date. Library date, yeah. Before nine o'clock. But who turns up at nine o'clock? Bobcat Golfway. Bobcat Wolfman Golfcake turns up (laughs) and uh, unleashes a wolf attack on Alex. And uh, she starts shouting, Charlie, Charlie, there's a wolfman attacking him. And he's like, ah, there's no fucking Charlie here. And then uh, there is Charlie and there. And there is a Charlie. There is a Charlie there. Street punk wolfman says, come on, dude, it's party time. And he turns into a wolf. And they have a library chase. The wolf attacks Charlie. Alex starts stuffs roses into the wolf's face. And he burns because she read a book and she learned that werewolves... Don't like having more, uh, roses in their mouth because that's what it says in Dracula. And thank God she read that book. Thank God children read books because learning equals survival and knowledge is power. Did it say that in Dracula? Yeah. I remember that. Vincent storms into the studio where the sexy, sexy vampire lady has just finished her dance and she's on the advert break waiting maybe, for her link. Maybe it's because I speed read it. Yeah, maybe. You did. You read it in about 20 minutes before we started this podcast, Fletch. I know nothing about vampires. This is the first I've heard of it. During the ballet with the wolf, 
Brewster has managed to accidentally flick the portable television back on just in time to see Peter Vincent run onto set and try to attack the sexy vampire saying, it's all real, she is a real sexy vampire. <laughs> the police turn up. They think he's gone mad. They send him to the state prison, but the police also turn up at the library for the fracas of the wolf. Yeah, why do they get arrested? Well, because of you shouting and having a fight with the, the, the college people called the police. Now Brewster's in prison. <laughs> I mean... Without trial. Peter Vincent's going to go to prison because he tried to kill a lady on live television. Yeah, he absolutely should go to yeah. prison. It's a foggy, 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 oh, pea super of a prison cell that Brewster is in. Now sexy vampire lady turns up to release him from prison. Alex gets bail from the therapist that was uh, giving Brewster therapy at the start of the film, convincing him that he wasn't a vampire. Oh, yeah. Where's Peter Fletch in all this? Where is Peter? They've certainly gone and sent him to the fucking nut house. Oh, yeah, they sent him to nut house. And Charlie Brewster's girlfriend... Has to pretend she's like, right. She goes and fetches his therapist. Yeah, so that she can pretend to be a doctor to get Peter... Out of the hospital. Is he a lecturer as well then? I think he must be, yeah. Because he's like, you're going to get me in so much trouble. Doubling up as... Mm. Okay. But how does that turn out, Fletch? So it turns out, on the drive to the hospital, she tells him the plan. On the drive to the hospital, the car stops. They stop at the train tracks. Stop at the train tracks. And she's like, just drive, bitch. Yeah. Many alive have been lost that way. Mm. But her life was nearly lost in a different way from stopping that, wasn't it, Fletch? Because what happened? What happened in that car that fateful night? Um, maybe it was like a metaphor for running the lights on the train tracks. Maybe. Because you really shouldn't do that. Well, she maybe she, she should have done because it turned out that the therapist lecturer man is in league with the vampire people of the night. He is a bride of Satan. He is a bride of Satan and he smokes a pipe. <laughs> The pipe-smoking vampire pops out and stalks him, but she manages to stab him with a piece of railroad track, but not quite enough, so he finishes himself off. Brewster and the vampire arrive at the, at the uh, apartment block. He is under the magic vampire magic spell. Alex breaks Vincent out of the hospital with the help of the little mental guy. Oh, yeah, him. He looked like Mike Patton. It's not Mike Patton. The fire alarm goes, the inmates help, and they go to find Charlie. Peter says, you do realise that this is war, and we must prepare. They prepare with holy water from a church and various props from his house. Meanwhile, the vampire is planning immortal revenge on Charlie. She says, you fucked about with my brother, very much like in a die-art situation, so I am going to fuck you up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn you into a vampire and I'm going to torture you forever. Just like Die Hard. Just like in Die Hard. This came out in the same year. Alex. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Alex and Vincent have now packed their self with props from the films and they scale the outside of the apartment block from Peter's window up to their window. They see that Charlie is all strung out on a sofa, on a sofa in a vampiric state. Richie turns up. 
But you're dead, Richie. I saw you on the news, my friend that was in the film for two minutes. It's great. It, it's great to see you're alive. And Richie says, <laughs> it's great that you join us and getting in on this whole vampire gang thing because it's a right old laugh. You are going to fucking love it. What happened to his neck bites then? He says it was makeup. Makeup. He says, I checked you. I checked you. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Wait a fucking minute. Yeah. So you're telling me... It was a ruse. So Charlie Brewster saw his friend... Richie. Getting eaten by vampires in yeah. the neck. And they covered it up with makeup. It's and obvious. then he's like, okay, I'm going up there. I'm going up there. And they were like, oh shit, Charlie Brewster's coming. Cover it quick, up, cover it up. Quick, get the fucking concealer out. Yes, that's what happened. And then slop him on the sofa. All looking, fucked up. Looking like a crackhead. And he, having just been munched on... Says he's in Just it. now, was just like... They were just like, I know we've just eaten you and stuff, and and uh, this all may be quite alarming, but Richie, vampires exist, you're going to be one in a minute, sit on this settee, and when Charlie Brewster comes in, just tell him to fuck off. Yeah, that's your best, your best friend, Charlie Brewster. Well, that's what happened, Fletch. Charlie is jonesing. Charlie is jonesing bad. He wants that sweet, sweet blood. The nectar. He's hurting, Fletch. He's hurting bad. Richie comes back into the room. With some tea, but in the interim period of him being out of the room, Vincent is in the room with holy water and he throws it into his face and he melts. His throat splits open. Oh, there's some really good practical effects in this. There is some good practical effects. Um, we get some ultra good practical effects very, very soon. Charlie begins to vamp up, so they wrap him in a holy blanket and they try to escape out of the window only to be greeted by the wolf, and the wolf attacks Peter. Is that holy blanket? It's a holy blanket, yeah. Is that for real? Yeah. I thought you were joking when you said that. No, they wrap him in as some kind of priest blanket, don't they? It's like the, the cape of a priest. Is this from Bram Stoker's Dracula? I don't right? know whether that is from Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it is in Fright Night too. They just put him on it, put him, put it on him, and he goes, Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. The wolf is in the wrong wrong part of town because luckily for us, Peter Vincent favours the crossbow. Crossbow through the window. Peter shoots the wolf. The wolf is dead. Peter is safe and he says... Was that the theme nice song show. from Police Academy? I thought it was the reference to the opera that you made earlier on. Oh. Peter. I thought it was because it was Bobcat Goldthwaite. I thought you were doing Police Academy. It's, it's a similar, it's a... Or Sister Act. It's on a similar level of high brownness, yeah. Du, 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 du. The wolf is dead. The wolf is dead. Peter is safe, so they think, but vampires smash open the door. This flat is fucking massive. The bouncer, <laughs> Shower Khan, and the street punk roller skate attack. The vamps turn up, and Does so a sexy vampire lady. And she says the line we've been waiting for the whole film. What'd she say, Fletch? Welcome to Fright Night. Boom! Candles! Oh, yeah! Boom! Candles. You thirsty, Charlie? Come give me a kiss. It's time. They're going to make Charlie eat Alex Fletcher. The vampires, they knock... Peter Vincent asunder, they capture Alex and they're like, she's going to be the first one you gobble down. Ooh. 
which is like, fight it, Charlie, fight it. The power of love compels you. Peter Vincent on the floor is like, oh, sunlight, Fletcher. I can see sunlight. Dawn is upon us. He fights it. Brewster is fighting it. Love is winning from the inside. The bouncer, Shaka Khan, goes for him. The street punk, Shalimar, goes for him on the other side. But he uses the nails of Skate Street Punk and he plunges them into the stomach of Shaka Khan, splitting him a twine to reveal his insides are full of bugs and creepy callies, very much like He's Oogie like Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Very much like Oogie Boogie. From He's a bag of he's a bag of uh, bag of bugs, mate. He's a bag of bugs. Mm. They wrap the skate punk in the holy blanket and he melts. They open the curtain and the vampire sexy lady turns into a vat into a bat and flies off into the lift down to the vampire basement. She, she leaves is... a bat-shaped hole in the door. Yeah, very It's much. like Gremlins 2. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to get down to her uh, to her bed. They stop the lift. She oh. wants to go down there. She's scratching at the floor. Charlie says she wants to that's... go down. Oh, that's the... That's my favourite bit of practical effects. Yeah, the, the, the scrapey fingers. Yeah, because they've clearly just built arms and they're just pulling pieces of wood back with it. Yeah. That was cool. Charlie and Alex go down into the basement while Peter heads into the lift. They put holy wafers into the coffin <laughs> in the shape of a crucifix. Peter opens the lift and by now she is full vampire. There is a full vampire attack. He uses his cross... But the cross doesn't work, so she flies off and hides down into the basement, into the coffin. But it has got a cross made of, of uh, holy Jesus biscuits. The Jesus biscuits repel her. Peter climbs back up the lift shaft and she's like, Ha! I am now a woman again. Not the scary bat lady. Look at your mate. He's fucking off. You have had it. You have had it, Charlie Brewster. You are mine. While he's up there, Peter Vincent finds a mirror and he shines the sunlight into her face. <laughs> she jumps into the uh, coffin that is full of holy biscuits and explodes, revealing a gooey skeleton. Our heroes have won. This is oh, the end. The skeleton does a little yeah. arm raise thing, doesn't it? I thought it, it was going to flick the Vs, but it doesn't. And that is the end of Fright Night 2, Fletch. And it also marks the end of our regular programming for October and Shocktober. Yeah. What did you think to Fright Night 2? Kind of made me realise how if you've seen one 80s vampire film... You've, you've seen them all. Just about seen them all. Yeah. Because it's basically vamp, isn't it? It did. It linked vamp to Lost Boys and obviously Fright Night as well. It, it just... It's like the missing link to me. Yeah. That made me realise that they're all just the same fucking film. Yeah. But we loved it, though. Yeah. It's a well, good film. Yeah. Well, like I say, I mean, it's... Um, I mean, apparently it's no fault of its own that it didn't do very well. Well, somebody... Somebody... There was a the dark, dark... temperature to get murdered by their own children. Yeah. Um, but it is a really great film. I mean, there's loads of really great practical effects in it. Uh, it makes interesting points about mental health mm -hmm. that I mentioned at the beginning... Don't cover it up with drugs. Or do cover it. No, just get the drugs that work. Just don't let society tell you what to be, man. Yeah. We don't let society tell us what to be, do we? No. 
No. Are you neurotypical? No way. How many stars, Fletcher? <laughs> Five. Five stars. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our regular program in Full October. We also have our bonus episodes, which the ones that I don't know, would have they been out by this point? Or they're, out, they're out this week, aren't they? They're out this week, so you would have had some already. I don't know. Thank you for joining us, <laughs> and we'll see you next time when we return to uh, our regular programming schedule. Ow! Yeah.